Welcome back to the Make It Count Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. Today, Marcus, I've got a few questions all about tracking categories. They may call them classes in yep. QuickBooks, zero, they're called tracking categories. But it's mid-year. It's a yep. good time to kind of, you know, take a, a peek under the hood and if you're a, a devout listener and follower of the, <laughs> we appreciate all twenty of you. The uh, total control accounting system, right? Then your your data is there for you. You've got a solid chart of accounts. You're generating P and Ls. Good, you know your balance sheet balances. I just like listening to you say these things. Yeah, you know that's about yeah. as far. Yeah, that was it. That was about <laughs> as far you, as I could go. You're generating P and Ls and your balance sheet balances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You're a good little, uh, you know, <laughs> small business, business guy. owner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, our gal. Right. So, um, point being, I wanted to kind of just get into like, what are some, you know, what are some ways to do this? Kind of take your reporting to the next level and make yep. it work for you. You know what I mean? I think moving out of that kind of record phase of like, this is just the, you know, sort of the barrier to our, our, What's the phrase? Like, this is just... This is like, yeah, your foundation. Your, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But moving, Were you going to say bare bones? Is that what you were going to say? No, I was like barrier to entry, but that made it sound like it was... <laughs> but you you're know already I mean? in the... Yeah, yeah exactly. You've already started. That's right. Yeah, so if we're talking, yeah, total control accounting system where the first day, step or stage, I always get that mixed up, is record. So you're recording your data timely. You've got it in a cloud-based system. You've kind of got that under control. The next phase is where you start to read the data. And mm -hmm. I think that's what you're getting into is that tracking. So we'll, we'll contrast, uh, well, not contrast. We will give you the two major players that we talk about a lot in terms of small business accounting. So zero has what's called tracking categories. A lot of you are familiar with QuickBooks, which has classes. The, what you're doing with those two, and they will use those terms interchangeably throughout this, this talk, I would assume is that what you're doing with those two functions is you are further dissecting your data. You're giving it a dimension. And the best way I can describe that is think about if you had, let's just give an example. You have a, uh, you own Subway franchises. Okay. And you've got one, like I'll use an example here. We live in Lafayette, Louisiana. Neighboring towns would be Broussard and Youngsville. So let's just assume you have one, you know, LLC and in that LLC, just Play the, the play the example forward. You've got you own subway franchises in those three towns, right? So easy example would be you would want to know the data per location, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't you would want to set up if you were looking at your chart of accounts. You wouldn't want to have a sales account for every location. In my mm -hmm. example, you wouldn't want to have sales dash Broussard, sales dash Lafayette, sales dash Youngsville. You just want to have sales. But where you would want to then get further dimensions on the data is that you would want to then apply a tracking category in Zero or a class in QuickBooks such that you can run filtered reports around that data point. Mm -hmm. So a perfect example would be is that as you're recording the sales in whatever software you're using, you would apply that tracking category. So if I know today's sales were in Youngsville, I would use the Youngsville tracking category. Yeah. Now that's important because then I could then run a PL and filter it by that tracking category. And presumably I would have done the same thing with expense accounts. Yeah. Before we get into the details of kind of like the best practices and yep. maybe even like what we can do functionally with the software, I want to talk a little bit about the motivation. Yeah. Like 
one of the things that kind of teed up this whole episode was what uh, a couple episodes back we had Rocky Lavani talking about profit first. Yeah. And he made a comment. I'm not going to get it exactly right, but it was something it, kind of the 80 20 rule, right? right? Basically, like when they studied a lot of businesses, they learned that 80% of their revenue came from a small minority of their yeah. offerings in terms of services or products. And right. so, really, the motivation for tracking this is to determine your profitability as your business expands either by location or services or right. any sort of added sophistication or layers to your business you sort of lose that intuitive uh, you know it gets harder to just understand where you're profitable right. you know you sell one thing to one group of people then you know you right. Know, you're but let's just say, in your example, let's say we have different service lines in different locations. Exactly. And zero, which one of the things I really love is zero allows for two categories of tracking categories. Right. So in that example, you could have service line and location and be filtering around both. Right. So it just gives another dimension of the data. To your point, it would be great to know, and you should know if you're in different service lines, different locations, name your different uh, qualifier of your data, you should know how you're doing mm. in terms of sales and direct costs. Yeah. Now, we all have overhead that might benefit all of our different divisions or service lines or locations, name mm. your thing. But it's good to know the direct associated cost because then you can say, you can quickly identify, is this thing adding to the bottom line or is it taking from the bottom line? Mm. And then you can make value judgments. Sometimes you'll hear this term loss leader. Sometimes you will have things that operate at a very small margin or even a small loss because they generate things for other places in your business. And we could talk, there's golf courses being a good example of that with the golf course funnels, the real estate development, and there's all kinds of stuff you can think about. But um, the point here you're making is you when you have that dimensional data, you start to analyze and understand Ooh, where are my efforts best used? Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of what you're getting at. And you know, Rocky was even saying that. I think people just don't have clarity around where they're really actually making money. Yeah. And I think to realize, to recognize how lose, how quickly you can lose that clarity, because most businesses, you know, we talk about businesses metaphorically whenever we talk about it's like the it's like the businesses you see on like credit card commercials. Do you know what I mean? Where they're like the ideal, like right? It's like a caught one boutique coffee shop location, or you yeah. know, uh, the a guy playing guitar. Yeah, exactly. Like, or some lady who like runs a flower shop. It's or, always a florist. Yeah, or, or some kind of craftsman. You right. Know what I mean, but like the reality, most I'd even imagine most of the small businesses you serve have multiple, maybe not multiple locations, but serve uh, multiple. Uh, maybe you know industries, or they yeah. they have multiple different service offerings. They have multiple like sales reps. Or how, are, think about it this way: what if what if you're in a service based business with where people are the major driver? You might want to know what are your cost and associated revenue per person. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we've used the the AC guy, you know, that guy yeah. drives a truck around, and he yeah. might service X amount of clients or whatever. Right. Yeah, you, you know. might want to. Yeah, I think it was a pest control. Pest control. Well, yeah, AC right. works the same way. If you, if you if this guy's running a route, mm -hmm. you'd want to know. Okay, what does his route produce? What are his his expenses? What is his truck cost? Yeah. 
what is his payroll? And then we can know, like, then you, then you can start to determine and compare and contrast people that also do identical things, i.e., right. in this example, another guy who runs a pest control route. Yeah. I guess the point is to just to understand, too, that every business owner should be motivated to find their profit centers. And it's not as this isn't just for the sophisticated right. business owner, you know, or it, everybody really you can quickly i mean i've i've had very small businesses and i can even remember like yeah we we had three different at least three different kind of core service yeah. offerings and kind of teams and things like that sure, you even had them named right yeah i mean when you had the you had the website business you had what a social media and then yeah. what was the other one well, there were variations of yeah. that, yeah. But it was multiple. Yeah, but exactly. your points well right. taken. I mean, it was yeah. multiple business lines mm -hmm. within the same house, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I think too. Let me kind of give people some clarity on this. It's not that hard to do. Um, even it's not that hard to do in retrospect. So, like for instance, I just keep thinking about clients. Well, we'll do this at the end of the year. We'll do tracking categories for certain clients for tax reasons. Sometimes there, there's a hey, this type of income is taxed differently, so I'll do it on the back end sometimes mm -hmm. for a client. And in zero, again, I'm going to speak to zero because we use it all the time. You you simply can run a PNL by class. Well, conveniently, everything's in the unclassified, say by class, by tracking category. Everything's in the unclassified tracking category. You can then go in zero, use a tool called find and recode and say, hey, tell me everything, show me every transaction in the unclassified tracking category between these dates that hit these accounts and then quickly move them. You know, so my point is, you don't need to remember that. What you need to remember is you can do this in retrospect and get it fixed up to make, to help you go forward. Yeah. But just to know that there it's, it's easy to do and to fix. Yeah. Now that's a good point too. Cause if you're thinking, man, you know, I got to move, I won't have, this won't even be valuable to me until next year. Right. That's not in zero. Yeah. It's convenient enough to take the time. It might take you 20 minutes to recode some things, but it's worth it if it gives you a clear picture on, yeah. You know, how things are how things are working. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's certain transactions that hit over and over and over, you kind of know like, yeah. oh, that's so-and-so's. Like for me, if I, one of the ones that's important to us is, um, and honestly, we don't do a good enough job is, but how are we doing per employee? What is the cost, direct cost? Well, obviously their salary, that's easy. Payroll taxes, mm -hmm. benefits. But what about continuing education? What about licenses that, you know, because the firm pays for everybody's continuing education and everybody's CPA license, their registration with the state society. What about if they go to a conference, we have direct travel. Like mm -hmm. it's probably, probably a good metric to have. It's like when I invest in people, look at the return mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know? So, um, name your, name your thing in your business. I'm sure you're probably already kind of thinking like, Ooh, it'd be good to know yeah. this on this basis. Yeah. We, we like to say the phrase uh, every once in a while, the juice worth the squeeze, yeah. you know, yeah. like what are, what is some of those things? Like, cause I could see, you know, you could get ambitious and be like, well, I'm going to track everything. Correct. Well, what, where's that at? Where's the, the juice? Yeah. You know I love I mean? it. I love it per, per division and location. I mean, so that's because what about sales tracking? You mentioned earlier in different types of income, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, sales, I would say um, sales if, now, I would say sales is kind of interesting because generally speaking, the the account name would probably drive that a little bit. Okay. Like if you had manufacturing versus product sales, 
well, the accounts kind of drove that, right? Gotcha. Like, but, but you could have an example where within a division, you do multiple types of sales. And I think at that point, it would be, well, it would be good to know or in a location. Mm-hmm. Man, like, how are we doing in manufacturing at the San Antonio location versus how are we doing in manufacturing at the New Orleans location, yeah, for our, example? Yeah. Like your subway examples earlier. Yeah. That would be location would be enough. That's, that's implying that yeah, all the absolutely. from those locations. Yeah, and I think too, one of the things you start to understand is that um is this kind of this kind of concept, this kind of a cost accounting concept of variable income and expenses, you start to understand, and the best example is a restaurant, right? A restaurant should always operate if their variable, if their revenue exceeds their variable costs. Meaning you'll see some people like, why is this restaurant open? There's nobody here. Well, the reason is because the amount of sales they're going to take in covers the variable expenses, i.e. the personnel and the utilities. Mm -hmm. You'll start to realize that another business line added, while maybe not as profitable as others, is worth adding because the others handle the the overhead. Mm. You know what I mean? Or you may say, you may, you kind of start thinking that through and go, that may be true, but it dilutes our efforts. Like, so you start to kind of get like, hey, if we add this business line and we can qu- clearly see how it lays out at a division level, what is it? We've already got the overhead covered kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah. that aids to that. Or do we even want to do that? You know, kind of, yeah. so I think of it that way as well. You know, one thing I think of too is you always like, I, um, I love like focused businesses, but what you see a lot of times is people like creating service businesses that just basically service their other service company. Yeah. And then they just kind of keep spinning up these service companies because they're like, well, you know, like, well, we need somebody to do this and I can, I can, now I can service that thing. Like you see it in construction. I'll say construction is like, the best um, example. Or even an oil field service too. Mm. It's just a ton. It's like where it's, you know, instead of paying the guy to do the sandblasting, I'm going to start a sandblasting company. Correct. Now I can pay myself and, right. you know, I can Vertical solve integration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think so often like that stuff, it's like it, it's not really working out. It's, it's more of a wash, you know, and, and this kind of gives you that. This would kind of prove that. You right. Know what I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, most people would say, no, you know, know your numbers to know your business. And what they're saying is make your decisions based off data. Mm-hmm. The, the more data you have and the better and the more granular. Again, to your point, you could go crazy with this, right? You could be tracking everything. And, and that's probably, first of all, you're setting yourself up to not have success if you want to track everything and anything. But to the extent you can do it reasonably well and technology is allowing it to be more and more efficient. Um, I say track it. You know, I say find a key, a few a few key areas of your business that that you think move the needle, mm-hmm. right? That you would like to know at a granular level how they're doing. And this example just means assigning income and expenses to that category, right? Not just keeping this all in one big sales bucket and one big bucket of operating expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it'll start to give you some insights. Yeah. And this is more of a real specific thing, but like in zero, at least, is there a way like when you filter by tracking category, can you see things like month over month or year over year Mm -hmm. like you would with everything else? Yeah, because essentially what you would be doing is you so you would start with a P&L and then you could in your P&L, you could then set up comparison periods. So let's just say you were you were looking, you know, one of the default date 
So you can use custom dates, obviously, but one of the default date ranges in zero is this month or last month. Mm -hmm. So let's just say we're, we're at July 14th recording this right now. Um, let's just say we wanted to look at June and the first five months. So the first six months of the year, we would set the date range to last month, say compare it to five different months and then filter all of that data down to the tracking category one. So in this example, our Broussard subway location, mm -hmm. uh, very easy to do. And then you could save that as a custom report. You say, well, I like this report, save it as a custom. Mm -hmm. And next time I'll run it, it's going to be the last month and five comparison periods. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's super helpful because, yep. you know, then you start to get, be able to really track, use those tracking categories to, to actually, you know, track the progress right. and make those kinds of decisions. Yep. Um, what else, what else is kind of ways to kind of configure, like when you're working with a company, like what's long enough to kind of, how do you think through like when something's a trend, is it just a fluke? You know, what are you looking at to kind of determine those types of things? First thing is, you know, we're looking at, is there a seasonality to your business, right? So do, are the same things happening in January, March and April of every year? If that's the case, then we want to look at it year by year, right? Um, but if not, then I would think a good, a good, probably six to nine months is a good start to get some data flowing and to understand. But again, the more the better. Um, but I would just say, you know, if you have, if you're seasonal, you want to definitely let a couple years get in there because you want to be able to compare a similar period in one year to the prior year. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's not seasonal, then monthly data could be helpful. I would say, to smooth out some anomalies, you probably want six, nine months. Yeah. Last kind of practical question. Some help us determine the difference between like tracking categories and then like project tracking. Okay. Um, okay. I know Zero offers both of those and there may be some overlap, you know, depending on the type of business you're in, but what's some good guidance there? Yeah. Project, project. I mean, they're, they're pretty similar. Um, it's just a way to funnel income and expenses to a thing essentially or to filter down. What would be a good differentiator? Let me think that through. Um, so I think projects have a start and a stop. Correct. You know? that's, a, that's probably actually the best thing is that a project is something that that has a, a beginning and an end. Yeah. Yeah. And, and zero, and it allows you to, you can, um, and again, you can assign invoices to a tracking category, but zero even, it's like a function where it's like built around progress of something. Whereas mm -hmm. a tracking category is you telling it, hey, I need these date ranges. Mm -hmm. So a project in zero is going to be, I can quickly, in a, at a visual standpoint, see, oh, we said this would cost us 10000 bucks. We're, we've spent 6000 We're 60% along, you know, in terms of percentage completion. Mm -hmm. um, we've got this, these invoices assigned to this project, and we anticipate it to be another month. That's kind of yeah. like, I think, the best point you're, you're making it, which is it's going to be finite things that start and stop. Yeah. Versus a, if you own a, the Broussard location of Subway, chances are that's going to be ongoing. Yeah. And projects you can you can um, add as many as you have. I think so. Time, but like tracking categories are kind of fixed. Like yeah, you can you've add got a, a ton of them, but you can you've got two. I don't know what the term is. I want to say categories of tracking. We call categories. them taxonomy and web design, and yeah. that's all I can think of. Let's it's just, just say, like types of vocabulary. Correct, and then, so you have two, you have two of those, and you can have a hundred in each. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So think about it this way: you definitely wouldn't want to use tracking categories as like inventory items or stuff like that. I've seen people do where they, they kind of use it. It's a funky way, but they use it for inventories. Like, well, are you always going to have 
that amount of inventory. I mean, if you ever get more, you could run into a problem. But I would just think about think of it as divisions, locations is generally the best way. Mm-hmm. Rental properties, perfect example. I've got a uh, LLC where I own a couple of rental properties. Each rental property is a tracking category. That's mm-hmm. a really good use case, really simple one. Yeah, because you just want to know how am I doing. You don't want to run a P and L. I mean, we do this. We run a PL for the whole company, but mm-hmm. want to know how's that property doing versus that one. Yeah, sure. Um, that's a very, really simple use case. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I would just say play around with it. Get in there. If you're not using tracking categories. Or classes yeah, in and, and QuickBooks. Yeah, get in there and, and fool around with it and, and start seeing what kind of reports you can generate because yep. that's really the, the power of it. Yep. All right. Well, any last word on tracking categories? Oh, like I think it's what you said. Play around with it. Get comfortable with it. Know that you can fix them in retrospect or add them in retrospect. And find a couple key points of data that make sense to you and start start pivoting the data around that. I think yeah. you'll be interested and uh, you'll be surprised maybe at some of the insights. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, uh, speaking of insights, there's tons more at mirror.group. You can find all the podcasts there as well as get in touch with Marcus and his team. And uh, until next time. All right, guys. See ya. See ya.